1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. And today's episode is all about unleashing your creative potential through writing. And my guest today is Lee Schulman. and she's got a lot of interesting ideas. She's a writer. She's got a lot of different ways of seeing the world and being creative Starting a women's writing network as well. And so it's going to be a fascinating discussion for all the audience that is interested in writing, blogging, self publishing, newsletter writing. Um, writing can be a fantastic way to build your brand. So, Lee, welcome.
0: Thank you for having me here.
1: Yeah. So, you have an interesting journey. And, you know, you talked about this idea of uh magical power of saying no and, you know, going for it, 9 um, 11. Set the stage, how you got started, and I'm excited to dive into the conversation.
0: Great. And when you talk about the magical power of saying no, for me, the boundaries are such a great way to start anything you do because it cuts out all the things you don't want. And then you can be more intentional about the things you do want because life is short and there's a lot going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And um, it's all about in setting an intention and really creating your life as opposed to. So you left Brooklyn to travel with your family. You say it's one of the best choices you made and you learned so much. Talk about that.
0: Well, I mean, you'd mentioned 9-11 before and we lived, we lived in Brooklyn. We were literally right across the river from the t- the towers and we saw them fall uh, we heard. I actually heard the noise. I was I was up writing and heard the noise, and we couldn't go online, so I went up to see. And I think, I mean, there were many reasons. It's an it was an impactful time period um, in a lot of ways for me. That feels like a, a two or three lifetimes ago. So when I think about it or I talk about it, it it doesn't feel real anymore. Mm-hmm. But what it very much taught me is. The idea of what we think is safe or what we think is the right path, we don't always know. And what it showed me is the idea of having a stable job and being in a stable place and this, that, and the other, or New York is the right place to go and South America is dangerous. I mean, those things don't really mean anything. Um, They can mean something, but unless you're researching and you see it for yourself or you have some kind of specific knowledge a lot of the things that we do are based on assumptions. And what it taught me is how to take things. So we, we did it. I mean, it wasn't immediate. I mean, 9-11 happened and then we had a child. And then when she was about two, we left New York. So it wasn't like New York, 9-11 happened and we were out. Cause after 9-11, I I actually had a very strong feeling to want to stay put because, you know, I felt like I'm not from New York, but i very much, I very much feel like a New Yorker. And I felt like my city was under attack that I wasn't going to leave it then. But once once things sort of slowed down and I was, we were trying to raise a child in New York, which is really difficult. It's expensive. There's not, they're not a lot of open spaces. There's no leaving your kid to play somewhere just is not a rea- was not a reality for me there. I know. There's actually a Lenora Skenazi, I don't know if you've heard of her, she she writes about how we probably should be giving our kids a lot more freedom to do things that people are scared to do, let their children do. But when we left, um, it was scary, it was hard, it, it was a lot of, I always sort of think of it as, you know, yanking roots out, just tearing up root after root after root And then you're rootless and you don't, you're not connected to anything. And I felt like I was just floating around and not necessarily in the best way, but what it, over time and getting used to that and just sort of going different places, I learned how to, how to approach things as they come. When you show up in a city, you don't really know what's going on. You don't know what the the culture is like, even if you've done research before, how to just sort of embrace it and watch, observe try to understand or just to be part without having to know everything all at once. And that I feel has been an incredible skill, a soft skill, I guess they'd call it. Just being able to to say, all right, I'm not sure what's happening. This is what I'm seeing. All right, do I need to pivot or can I keep going the direction that I'm going? And either way, it works. You figure it out
1: there's a lot to unpack there because um you know what's interesting is um you know these whole narratives that are fed to us since childhood all these narratives and then it's really hard to leave because it's you know we're we're a herd species so we you know we thrive on the approval and you know fitting in and communities and like I love this idea where you talk about this letting go and you know kind of the first kind of menu steps is just you know, sitting there quietly with yourself and just but then that uh, you can totally uproot yourself and you know change your environment and just like I think that's the best way is just kind of force you to let go of your um preconceptions, let go of the idea of perfection. Which brings me to the next phase is you you packed up everything, you travel with your family, you settled in Argentina, which is a which is a fascinating country. It, it's a really beautiful country. Um, mm-hmm. What did you learn there? And how did you get into writing and creativity? And you call it a year of being selfish.
0: So I mean, we've been in Argentina for a while now. Have you you've, you've obviously visited here? I mean, it sounds like you visited. Mm-hmm. So you do know, it. it. it is it is a really beautiful place. And okay, so the year of selfish was something I did a few years ago, and I'm kind of doing it again this year. But it's sort of more of self care, because I do see those as very similar so Argentina, we did not plan as such to come here. It was sort of, we knew somebody who kind of said, oh, I'm I'm running a conference here. Why don't you come? So we met, we first went to Buenos Aires and then the conference was where we currently live in Salta. And we came here and had no idea what to expect. And I'm not this sort of person normally, but we got here and I remember you know, as you come into the city, you sort of enter from a hill and it was summer. So everything was just lush and green. And I just had this thought, like, I think I'm going to stay here. And I, like I said, I don't usually have such clarity on things. And what I love about living here is, I mean, it's very tranquilo, as people say. It's very... It's very mellow and and that can be very unsettling at times in a way. Like I'll give you an example. Yeah. Our school year starts soon. So we're right at the end of the summer right now. And it was supposed to start on Monday and we just, and the government just decided we're going to postpone it a week. All right. Oh, and it's, Just that ability to kind of be like, all right, well, we have another week of vacation. I'm still working. My husband's still working. But the kids still have vacation. Great. It gives me more time to finish the last things that I needed needed to do before getting him to school. And I would not have been that person um, 10 years ago when we first moved here. But writing, I've been writing for as long as I can remember. But I think there's a difference between writing. And I know a lot of people who write and taking yourself seriously as a writer, um, and I I remember actually the switch when when I finally decided like no 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 I, I really want to do this didn't know what it meant didn't know where it was going to go I was actually we were living in Panama we were visiting we were there for about four months and I we had rented this crazy little shack I can't even I can't even describe it it right on the water and there was a um, a pier in front of it and i was sitting on the pier working and i don't remember the conversation i was having but i was i think i was talking to another traveler who runs i think it was uncornered market is the name of the web her website it's a couple dan and audrey who travel all over the world and they very much talk about just how to be in touch with other cultures and recognize you know how to connect um, they go a lot deeper than that but that's that's a sort of place for it and i just remember having a conversation with them that left me feeling like I can do this because it felt so big. Like, how do you be a writer? What am I going to write? Where am I going to write? How do you publish? What does that even mean? And the impact the conversation had is it made me realize, oh, it's just one step at a time. She was going to connect me with another person who was the editor of a magazine. And she connected me with that person. And I ended up working for the magazine. And so it's always that one step at a time. So I know that you... A lot of your audience, they're business people. And, you know, if you're running a business, you're busy, you probably have family, you have a lot going on. So the one step at a time view is a really great way to approach what writing, whether whether or not it's blogging or you want to pitch articles that are going to support your business in some way, or, you know, writing a book is another great way. And you'd mentioned self-publishing, but I also wouldn't. And I think self-publishing is a wonderful option. There are a lot of benefits to it. Um, even though I think I, you will often hear people feel very negatively about it. I do not feel negatively about it. I think it's a great option, but there's also traditional publishing. And I always tell people don't, don't cut out traditional publishing because you think you can't, or you won't be accepted only choose self-publishing because it suits your needs. I mean, I even went to grad school And I got a, a master's in creative writing in grad school before any of this, the travel, my daughter, any of it. But like I said, I don't think I really took myself seriously as an author and a writer until that day on the dock. And that's when I started really working to write, to publish, to teach and kind of do all of those things that led me to where I am today. It was thousands and thousands and thousands of tiny little steps.
1: Very powerful and a lot of um, lot to impact there. Uh, what really resonated with me was this idea where um, it's such a beautiful place where you can go to a city and just leave inspired. Like you know, um, for me, that's like New York City. It could be San Francisco. These cities just there's amazing, just amazing people and um, and then just like you know, I talked to a lot of digital nomads. It sounds like you know you have kind of a hybrid set up Mm -hmm. and and our just our concept the west that we were just so absorbed in ourselves and that the the rest of the world really doesn't care they're like cultures (laughs) like latin america european culture they they're happy and they don't really care you know for all the um the consumerism in our it's really inspired me to really ditch western values and look for values that you found in latin america europe asia you know almost consider even leaving the country and i love this idea you talk talk about creativity and how did travel spark your creativity is that you need to uproot your entire family to start writing and i know you talked about small steps
0: no obviously obviously nobody needs to do what i did if you want to I, i can give advice on that but um, and, but my advice is also take small steps and do it slowly and in your time and in the way that works for you. But no, no, you certainly don't need to. I think, I think you take, it's, you take on what works for you. And so for me, everything begins, not me or when I'm working with people for myself in general, my philosophy is, well, you first have to know what you want. Um, and I, you, you mentioned the community that I run and the, 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 Core philosophy of my community is: What do you want? What do you want? I can't tell you that. Nobody else can tell you that. And then once you know what you want, then I can help you find the resources to make it happen. But you're the one who has to do it. You can figure that out. And that's difficult. It's very difficult in a world where we're told what we should think a lot. And you know, there's always that balance between. What do I want and what what is my community saying? And those are, those are very hard because sometimes your community, you, you do have to make sacrifices for your community. You do have to make choices that help you go along and get along. So each of us have to decide, well, what is the thing that I am willing to do and what are the things I am not willing to give up or do? in order to get along with my community. So anybody who wants to write, I think first, what is it that you want? So let's say somebody, they live in New York City, they're living that New York City life, they have children, things are in place. And the thing about living in a big city is that prices are a lot higher and things are harder to juggle. Um, it's a lot harder to juggle when you know you have to pay you know, a $5,000 rent. And so it's not like, oh, I'm gonna take six months, I'm gonna take a six month, you know, sabbatical, and I'm just not going to pay my rent for six months. That doesn't happen. And let's say you don't even want to do that. You're happy where you live. You want to stay there. Travel isn't on your thing, but you do want to write. Well, what do you want to write? And I find often when I talk to people, when that when I ask them that question, the first thing that comes up for them is fear. Not even that I don't know. It's the fear that comes first. And I would always say, look past that fear. And figure out what it is so is it you have had this amazing idea for a book that's been it just keeps coming back and it's been following you your whole life write the book make or make the decision to write the book we'll figure out how as soon as you've made that decision but make the decision or you're running a business and you want to publish articles so that people can find your business great that's an excellent goal to have or you want to start blogging because you feel like it will also help promote your business or maybe your blog is about your, your hobby. The number one thing is to figure out what you want to do. From that point, my my feeling is once you know what you want to do, as long as you take steps to do it, to move toward it, you will get there. And that it has been my experience with the people I've worked with and with myself, that as long as you keep moving forward and taking those steps... You will get where you want to go. Doesn't really? mean there won't be obstacles. There will be, but you will get there as long as you keep going.
1: Because I, I get the sense that you're very uh, intuitive. And um, what role does intuition and, you know, trusting your gut and leaving it all to the faith and universe have in, in your success?
0: The, that's a tough one because I'm always trying to balance that intuition with process because i i do think they're both important and to find a balance is important. I, I think i've gone back and forth and i think at this point in my life well no, in you know intuition, at this point in my life, i was about to say that i feel like i'm more on the process side, mm-hmm. but i think what it is is i'm becoming clearer in how to tune into my intuition? Intuition. In my experience, we tend to know what we want, but it's fear and expectation and what other people want that get in the way. Mm-hmm. And I think each of us sort of comes to our intuition in different ways, and comes to trust our intuition in different ways. And for some people, it's more natural than others. And for some people, maybe you need therapy or somatic experience. You know, do a somatic experience counseling or or travel or whatever it might be to kind of bring yourself to that intuition but i guess i also kind of feel like intuition is based on who we are knowing and knowing what we want Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so in a sense like i always like i said i always like to find the the rational behind things also for good or for bad i don't know that everything has to be rational but i like to find the rational so that idea of you know it can be very rude to be like, go with what feels right. But at the same time, it's like, if you know who you are and you know what you want, of course, you should go with what what feels right, because you're you're going to be right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've I've found that that has served me really well, mm-hmm. that you can trust yourself. And, and I mean, I think when it comes to writing a book, like that's one of the best examples I can think of in terms of intuition. You know what you want your story to be. You know what you want the message to what you want, the message, you know, what message you want to send. So therefore you can have six different ideas and you know, which is the one you want. It may not be, you know, you may have six different potential directions you can go and you may need to try more than one, but it's your intuition. That's going to say, Oh, let me try this. You know, that's not quite right. I'll try this. Oh yeah. That feels right. And in my experience with working with people in books, it's when they doubt themselves that they can't make that choice. And I don't know how, exactly how to say don't doubt yourself. I mean, I can say that, but I know that's easier said than done. But just, I think a mantra of your, my life mantra is I'll figure it out. I don't need to know how, why, when. I just need to know that I I, I will. And that's a really great way it's a really great thing to tell yourself, you will figure it out. Allowing yourself to make mistakes and not be perfect and to try things you might not have tried before and things that feel uncomfortable. Because all of those I think can be experienced as doubt or not knowing when really they're experience.
1: Yeah, I think uh, this you touched on, you know, as long as you know, your why and your end goal, the how will reveal itself. And, and- I think it was Tony Robbins that said, you know, powerful enough. Why? And um, as long mm. as you put that, that driving force that pulls you in that direction, you know, the, um, then you'll, the universe will give you signals and give you guidance. And, you know, I kind of wanted to touch on this idea of this women's writing network. I mean, I've heard of um, like kind of communities. And um, so talk about that and how that's amplified your brand and your message.
0: Okay. Well, the, this community started in part because i i spent a lot of time in facebook groups and i saw how often people wanted to help each other but they also fought a lot a lot of fighting a lot of a lot of like negativity a lot of time wasted mm-hmm. and i decided okay so instead of spending time on facebook what if and there were writer groups also And I said, well, what if I just started my own group and put in there what I wanted, and you know, created a a system that allowed people to discuss what they needed, get the support they needed, get the resources they needed, have a community, but without the fighting or time wasting. Um, And that's that's pretty much what it is. It's a space where, and and I call it the Women's Writer Network because. I started working with um, well, in, in truth, because ninety nine point five percent of the people that showed up for it were women, traditionally. And I've, I've been running it for about five or six years. And then I started working with a marketing company. I kind of handed my marketing over to them, and that's and they were like, well, why don't you just shift it to this? And so I said, fine. The reality is, I'm open to anybody. You know, anybody who wants to join is welcome to join. And it's and it is based on that process of figuring out what you want and then implementing it. And so one of the tools that we use I can I think of it as a toolbox because you can't use everything in it. Like you're not going to go to a toolbox, take out every single tool, you know, okay, I want to build a birdhouse. And then you're going to take out every single tool and use every single tool to build the birdhouse. You're going to make a mess. You have to know, okay, here's my plan. What tool do I need? What what, what shape of wood do I need? How am I going to put this together? And it's very similar So one of the many tools that are there, and I think for me, this is the most powerful, particularly for the amount of time it takes. Um, Every Monday and Friday, I do accountability check-ins. So Monday is, what's your plan for the week? And Friday is, what are your celebrations? So notice, I don't say, what are your accomplishments? What are your celebrations? And all of it is based on, it's all based on neuroscientific studies. Um, So again, you have that, you know, again, the balance of the woo and the feeling good with with science and rationality, um, I need it. I feel better when it's there, but but I like, I and I I know it works, but I like having science to back it up. And the other side of it is I post Monday, what's your plan for the week? And I post Friday, what are your celebrations? But that's not everybody's week. So again, you have to make the choice. When are you posting your plan for the week? I may post it on Monday, but you may not start your writing week until Saturday. So when it's after everybody else has ended their week, so you post on Saturday. So it's you really put it together in a way that works best for you. And then the tools in the group, there are a lot of them. The resources are endless because every month I have a new live workshop and then the resources from the workshop go into a resources section. We have a forum where you can post things for feedback. You can ask questions. We have a place where it has options, places where you can submit and pitch your writing to be published. Basically any t- anything we've talked about over the course of this, of the type of writing that you could do and the different types of things you can do in your writing life, writing a memoir, starting a book, planning a book, it's all in there. That's what it's for. It's for people to come feel secure, help someone have a place where they can go where their doubts can, they can express their doubts and they can get past them. And then once they know their plan, everything they need is there to make it happen. So that's, that is the fast, well, maybe not so fast overview of my group.
1: Wonderful conversation. And how can people find out more about you, reach out to you, uh, check out your book, and so on?
0: All right. So the best place to find me, there's two places. The first one is my website. It's leashloman.com, So L-E-I-G-H- s-h-u-l-m-a-n.com and the very top of the page leads you the first click on it leads you to a course that i have where the first the first lesson is free and that first lesson is to help you figure out what you want in your writing life mm-hmm. um, and that begins the whole journey and then every you can find out everything else about me on my website but another great place to contact with me contact me is instagram which is the lee shulman it's at the lee shulman and that's a great place. I have a lot of conversations with people. I'm I I enjoy it. So I chat with people. They leave messages or notes and you know or comments, and I love commenting back. And there's you'll find a lot of things about me, but also about writing. Like a, I think my last post was how to build better characters, um, which is actually going to be next month. So today, February, March. It's going to be the March live event. You know, so just it kind of all pulls things together. So whatever you need, whatever kind of support you need, whatever kind of conversation you can have, you'll find it either on my website or on Instagram.
1: Yeah, no, I really enjoyed this conversation. And for all the audience out there, tune into your intuition, take a leap of faith, uh, reach out to Lee, give her a like and follow on socials, check out our website, workshops or books, and check out our network. And with that, thanks so much for an inspiring conversation. Thank you.